0: So recently you went down to uh over I should say not down to Italy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to drive an Alfa Romeo. Yes. And it's the Tonali PHEV, so the plug-in hybrid version yes. of the Alfa Romeo Tonali smaller or smallish yes.
1: SUV, shall we say. Exactly like that. It shares a lot of uh as you may know, the Tonale shares a lot with the Hornet RT, <laughs> which yeah, exactly. is the new Dodge vehicle. So uh, a lot of a uh, lot of technologies. I, actually, the, the the Hornet RT is is the Hornet is, is assembled in uh, uh, Naples, uh, same same as the uh, Tonale. Um, they share uh, the PHEV model uh, that I drove uh, has pretty much the same bells and whistles under the hood, uh, with uh, a gas engine, a turbocharged gas engine that's available uh but also uh obviously uh the PHEV model has has the hybrid technology that's that's uh, rechargeable uh it's composed uh of a force uh four cylinder 1.3 liter engine mated to uh, an electric motor and uh, a battery obviously uh, the 1.3 liter engine is turbocharged, and it makes uh, quite a bit of power with 280 horsepower and 305 foot-pounds of torque. It's a little bit less uh, than the Hornet RT, which I think makes about 380 foot-pounds, but that's because uh, uh, certain calibrations are different, and the uh, the Hornet RT also has a boost uh, function, a power shot, uh, what, what they call it at Dodge, uh, to be able to give a little bit more uh, performance for a few seconds. That's using uh, the hybrid technologies to be able to do that. Uh, I came over. I went over there thinking that I'm gonna be. I was gonna be driving pretty much the same kind of vehicle as the uh, of the Hornet. And uh, getting into uh, the Tonale, you can tell that. As far as positioning, everything is pretty much the same. Badges have been replaced in the front, obviously the front end is different uh size of the vehicle is the same and inside positioning is the same, but I find that in the tonali uh, um, the uh the textures uh the materials everything is a little different and obviously you want that to happen because it's kind of a, a you know when you compare pricing it's it's seven thousand dollars more than the Harnett RT which you have kind to have uh, to justify that but I found that driving with the uh, the DNA uh, drive selector yeah. in in Alfa Romeo I mean if you've driven the Julia, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you've driven the Stelvio you know what the DNA uh, drive selector does and I always found that it did a little bit more than the sport mode or just yeah. like uh, other drive selectors. Uh, they have to do that because I've always sells the idea that it's, you know, it brings emotion to the driving oh, and, yeah. you know, you can read, <laughs> you can read the uh, the press release if you want to know about emotion. But, uh, you know, in dynamic mode, I found that uh, the car was totally different, which I mm. didn't really find in other, you know, uh, 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 you know, vehicles that have this type of technology. And, yeah. uh the other thing was that the uh the the gas engine very small 1.3 liter you know displacement um the turbocharger is made by Mopar which is you know you see it in the Italian villa that we were d- displayed Mopar with a big logo on the, on the on the turbocharger on the uh, engine display that we could we could examine and I find that uh the pairing with the ICE engine and the electric part of of uh, of uh, the Tonale was uh, the just the, the communication and the response was particularly good. I didn't expect it to be that much, you know, that fluent or that uh, uh, streamlined with with so pretty, driving. So. Pretty cohesive is what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I enjoyed the drive. Obviously, you have to think about the price difference between that the Hornet, but also whatever's on the market if mm-hmm. you're thinking about buying into that segment. Um, but it was a good experience for me with the PHEV. Didn't didn't get uh, to to uh, test uh, to test the charging system but I got a little bit more uh, range out of uh, the battery which was rated at 49 kilometers I got 60 and I wasn't nice with it you know I, <laughs> I, I, I got kind of beat it around the corners and and it, it gave me the satisfaction that I wanted and you really wanted to have that pizza you were really that yeah <laughs> yeah yeah drive <laughs> it back to Naples please because I'm gonna stop for a, a margarita pizza uh, definitely something that I would have uh, uh, would have done uh, but yeah overall a good experience. I mean. Read the article, look at the pricing, you know, make your decision. It's a little bit more power. It's a little bit more torque than what, what you'll find in the segment. And PHEVs are not really in the luxury, uh, uh, subcompact SUV segment at the moment. There's not much available. So it's, it's, uh, it's something that's to be considered. Yeah. It's a bit of an outlier there. Yeah. yeah so, so there's that. Uh, uh but, uh, yeah, uh, pretty good, uh, pretty good impressions on the, Alfa uh, Alpha Remote Tonality. The only thing, that I'm worried about is obviously reliability with mm-hmm. with uh, with that 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 new engine, uh, that hybrid uh, you know components, and also with overall reliability. We know Alfa Romeo. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna be uh, the uh, the vehicle that's gonna. Either help it, you know, Alfa Romeo is being kind of held by the Giulia and the Stelvio right now for, for a long time. Mm-hmm. And adding that model, it better be reliable because it wants to, you know, attract people draw to the people brand. So so we'll have to see about that in, in the future. Uh, you drove, you went out uh, to Europe as well, and you drove something a little bit different, I think, <laughs> <Yeah>. in Brussels. <laughs> Yeah, I sure did. I went
0: over to, um, to Brussels because Audi has a plant there. Yeah. Uh, in where, where's the uh, Q8 e-tron and SQ8 e-tron are, are being built. And, uh, before that, the plant was manufacturing, uh, the previous version of that same vehicle, which was simply known as the e-tron Quattro SUV. Yes. So it was a plant visit, but it was also, and a uh, way for us to get a little bit deeper into the whole sustainability story and electric drive. Right. Um, <clears throat> because one of the vehicles that, that I drove there was a rickshaw, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I don't know you, if you've been to India or you've you've seen uh, videos of, of these vehicles, you it's know. It's like thre-
1: u- urban, urban transport. Yeah, uh, exactly. Uh,
0: so three-wheeler vehicle, you know, one wheel in the front, two wheels in the back. Right. Sort of like a driver sitting front and center operating, sort of like... Um, uh, motorcycle type controls, right. you know, and not a not a steering wheel and pedals, but more like a, you're riding more like a motorcycle and in the back, room for two people or whatever it is that you want to carry. Yes, so we're talking about a very small uh, type of vehicle, and the and the reason why I drove that is because <clears throat> some uh, trainees from the Audi plant in Neckarsulm, in uh, Germany, took. And a rickshaw that was built in 1979 in India and they removed the gasoline powered engine and they replaced like a two-stroke it uh, yeah, exactly. a two stroke smoky very, engine <laughs> very high high pollution you know not at all uh, environmentally friendly and they replaced it with an electric motor powered by four cell units mm-hmm. taken from a battery that had powered an Audi SUV previously okay so the whole idea here is to use um, if if an electric vehicle has a battery that's no longer up to the same standards, uh, that's not either powerful enough or doesn't deliver you know, the range that it's exactly supposed to. exactly that it's supposed to for to power a vehicle. Um, when the the standards uh, the, the battery is degraded somewhat, you can still find usage for for that battery or for components from that battery, and so yeah. they've taken. Four uh, cells from um, an Audi uh, uh, e-tron uh, Quattro battery, and to power this this uh, little rickshaw that goes, you know, as f- only goes like fifty kilometers per hour and things like that. Yep. And it takes like for it takes like twenty seconds for it to reach
1: from zero to, to, to <laughs> twenty to, to, to fifty yes. kilometers per hour. Z- zero to one hundred. Yeah. Z- zero to fifty. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the so, it can do it. Yeah. it can do it.
0: So, but at any rate. It was an interesting proposition because they've built this thing as a one-off um, for a foundation in India called the Nunam Foundation, which is uh, sort of like sponsored by the Audi Environmental Foundation. And the whole idea is there is to try and get this thing started to be able to find new uses for these uh, cells that can no longer, you know, be used in a, in a car battery. So Right, that's a con- big question. So yeah, how do we recycle with so batteries? Converting these... Uh, gas-powered rickshaws to electric drive is one way of doing it. Another thing that this foundation has done is they've set up, you know, in, in India, there's a lot of shopkeepers and there's a lot of power outages all the time. Yeah. And so they've developed with these cells a sort of like a micro network of electricity. So when the power does go down, they can switch that up with the, uh, with the modules from the battery to power... You know just lighting so that they can continue to sell their their goods in in the streets uh in the evening and at night yeah so it's you know when living here in North America with our standard of living with, yes. our, with the, the, the the way you and I you know go about our business driving cars every day it's stuff like that. Kind of lose sight of what happens elsewhere in the yeah, world, <laughs> and also about this whole idea of like, what do we do with all these these batteries when mm-hmm. when they're no longer able to to power a vehicle? What can what can we do with them? And so that was a great opportunity to to see that uh, up close firsthand, and also to visit this this factory where they build the Q8 and the SQ8 e-tron because it's um this plant was the first Audi plant to be CO2 neutral. Mm-hmm. In 2018, that's quite the achievement. You know, on the roof, there's 107,000 square
1: meters of solar panels. Wow. <laughs> does, it, does it, does the sun really shine that much in no, Brussels? Not really. <laughs> that's, that's, but, I mean, you know, when I've been there, it was raining and raining yeah, yeah. and raining again. It was pretty much the same way when I was there. But at any rate, it, it's
0: interesting to see that, um, you know, Audi has a goal of making uh, every plant CO2 neutral. Uh, within a couple of years but this this plant was able to achieve that uh, starting in 2018 so that's an interesting uh, story as well because you know we were talking about going to electric mobility we're talking about um, you know reducing greenhouse gases and things like that but the actual energy consumption and the emissions of a plant to build vehicles is something that we don't you know yeah. don't necessarily factor into exactly and uh, it's still a, it's still a significant uh, part of the process exactly yeah. so um so that was in uh, very interesting to uh, to see as well And another thing too that was interesting is that this plant you know it used to build the Audi A1 it's a vehicle that we never had here in North America it's about roughly the same size as a Volkswagen Golf. Yep. And so, you know, because this plant is built... Uh Actually, not because it's built in a city center, but because the city has has grown, has <laughs> swallowed so, it. <laughs> exactly, it's exactly that It's swallowed it. You know, they don't have much room for to expand the factory uh, in terms of the its footprint on the ground. So they have yeah. to go up. You know, yeah. to, in, in terms, and so when you're building a factory with multi levels, if you're building a car that's the size of a Volkswagen Golf, and all of a sudden you're transitioning to an electric SUV, which weighs a lot more. Yeah, you know, it's much heavier you have to re-engineer re- uh, the entire building. So mm-hmm. what they did is they built a building within the building in order to support the, the, the assembly line. They've got so much steel in there—pillars and columns and things like that—to support the weight of the of the assembly line. It's as much steel that they had to put in as to build the Eiffel Tower. and that again is another thing. You know, we talk about the transition with uh, manufacturing to, from making gas-powered cars to making electric-powered cars. Yeah, we don't think of these things, you know, but it, that's an issue. The, the vehicles are much heavier, so therefore yes. your assembly line has to change. Your workers have to be retrained to build a new type of vehicle. And all of that has been ongoing uh, at this uh, Audi Brussels plant since uh, 2018. It was was quite a fascinating, fascinating visit.
1: Very cool stuff. Mm -hmm. So in the upcoming weeks, uh, we're going to be talking about a few new models as well. Um, I drove the uh, Toyota Grand Highlander in Hawaii, and uh, the embargo is still... Uh, valid, So I'm going to be able to talk about it in a couple of weeks uh, and also uh, going to drive the Subaru Impreza, which is uh, a pretty important model uh, for us. And uh, it's been revamped and it's got new uh, new technology. So we're going to be able to drive that and uh, the Gab, you are heading to drive European cars as well. Um well, not actually to drive it, but actually
0: to, to go. I'm going to Milan to see yes. the reveal of the uh, new Volvo uh, EX30. Yes. So we're talking about a smaller. Uh, electric SUV from Volvo. Now, Volvo has announced uh, of course that they're going to unveil one new electric vehicle per year until the end of the decade. Right. And so this is one of those, uh, because they've recently re- redone the uh, XC40 Recharge and the C40 Recharge did a bit of a facelift there yes. on those vehicles. And we know that the EX90 three-row SUV electric is coming on stream and now this new uh, model, the EX30, 30. which is smaller than the uh, than the uh, the 40, yep. and uh, this vehicle is obviously all electric, and it's going to be built in China. Okay, at uh, well, Geely, which is exactly. because of the uh, yeah, affiliation,
1: obviously Geely owning exactly. Volvo. It's so good.
0: And that's going to become, uh, it's going to uh, come to North America in 2024 as a 2025 model. So it's still a ways away, Yeah, but we're still going to be able to, to see what it looks like. Talked to about to the engineers who... Uh, who are building it and see what the story is for uh,
1: electric mobility with Volvo in a smaller package. I'm always happy to hear about a new smaller vehicle because we always <laughs> <laughs> deliver to North Americans bigger and bigger vehicles. And now we know that that yeah. a smaller vehicle. With the we've we've been come. talking earlier about a Cadillac uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: Escalade <laughs> electric drive. How about a smaller, something smaller, affordable. Yes. And, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, not, uh, not as much waste as yeah. precious resources uh, like lithium and, and so on and so forth there
1: you go very very good, we can't wait to hear about it uh, thanks for listening on to this 14th episode of the Car Guide podcast you can follow us on Facebook uh, uh, Twitter uh, as well as Instagram and TikTok uh, please read the articles, the reviews and watch the videos on carguideweb.com and uh, we'll have more information in the next uh, following weeks about new vehicles that we're going to drive and new and feelings in the car industry thank you very much until then, so long and take care. Thank you for listening to the Car Guide Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review if you'd like. Visit us at CarGuideWeb.com for daily updates and news on everything auto, as well as weekly reviews and drives. You can also follow us on Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram at the official carguide.